Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Random Song Encounters. I'm your host, Gene Vincent, and this week, as promised, we are remote again. We're coming to you from Sin City, yes, Las Vegas, Nevada, this week. Uh, we're calling this our episode, lucky episode 13. We're going to call it Viva Las Vegas, and because of that, uh, the missus and I are out here spending a couple of days uh, to see the U2 show at the new... Um, Sphere Arena, and sounds like it's going to be a great visual uh, show. You two always, always uh, does great shows. We've seen them several times and looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, we'll report back next week and let you know, uh, you know, how it went. Uh, but for now, let's get into segment one of this week. we got a lot of great music for you. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it as well. We're going to start off with something uh, garage band rock from the 1990s. Oh, no, I'm sorry, from the 1960s, uh, from The Outsiders. Let's get it rolling.
boy, I love that song. Um, <laughs> but we'll get back to that in just a minute, and we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, four great tunes to start off the first segment today. Uh, let's uh, start back from the beginning and, and uh, go from there. Uh, we started out with The Outsiders out of Cleveland, Ohio, and Time Won't Let Me. Uh, we actually hit the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s in that segment. Uh, this is a song from 1966 from their debut album of the same title, Time Won't Let Me. Um, they started off as a band called the Starfires and uh, back in around 1958 uh, by their, their then 15-year-old leader, of the band, Tom King started the band and got it rolling, and and they like I say they performed at the Starfires uh, for a number of years, and then they finally signed on uh, with a major record label called uh, Capitol Records, and it was either Capitol Records, um, you know, pretty much told them you needed to go through a name, have a name change. Starfires isn't going to work. You need something more edgy, um, so. There's a couple of different uh, uh, stories about how the outsiders came about. One is that uh, uh, they became outsiders in their fa in the family uh, that they were coming from, as the old record label they were recording for was run by uh, Tom King's uncle. And then so when they signed the, to a big big record label, they dropped uh, the old family label, and so they were labeled by the family as outsiders. So they took that name and ran with it. Whether or not that's the actual reason, uh, whether or whether it's something Capital came up with, uh, that's the story uh, as it goes, uh, unless I hear otherwise. Um, part of their success comes from, uh, you know, not just the garage band sound, but the, the, where they've incorporated horns and strings into a lot of their music. Uh, they also use that organ you can hear in that particular song. Um, so it, it embellishes the sound and, and makes it a bigger sound and, and they're really popular for that. Uh, but unfortunately they broke up pretty quickly after that, 1967, uh, but they put some singles out after that with different members still under the same name until about 1970 and that was the end of The Outsiders. Uh, needless to say because of their short-lived success, they won't be joining the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, in their hometown of Cleveland. Uh, after that, we went to 1970s and 1976 specifically uh, with the Alan, Parson Alan Parsons Project out of the UK and their uh, song, The System of Dr. Par Tar and Professor Feather. It's off their debut LP as well, Tales of Mystery and Imagination. Uh, the group is really a duo uh, with, that uses a lot of session musicians and singers uh, led by Alan Parsons and Eric Wolfson. Uh, they they share the writing credits and and while Alan Parsons all pro also produces and, and engineers a lot of the, the music for them as well. Um, many of their albums are, are conceptual in nature and they, they like to focus on. If you've heard a lot of their music, they always so focus on sci-fi, supernatural, literary, and sociological themes in their albums. Uh, Alan Parsons himself had been famously known prior to this uh, as an engineer, uh, recording engineer. Most famously, he was the engineer on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon uh, album. And then uh, in this particular album, it's, it's really, the theme is a retelling of the horror stories and poetry by Edgar Allan Poe, which is, it's, runs through the, uh, the songs on the album. Uh, after that, we uh, went to a group or another individual uh, called Belua Som, uh, and his song, Imagination. Uh, the guy was actually born Neville Kiley. Uh, he's out of the UK. Uh, it's off their 1985 album, Some People, which is also a debut. Um, at the time, in 1980s, uh, New Wave was happening, and the record labels weren't, you know, actually really looking for... Uh, or not hiring songwriters and, you know, singer-songwriters, that type of thing. They were looking for groups. So Neville changed his name to Blueis Ohm, sold himself as a group, uh, where really he was just a singer-songwriter, and he employed session musicians to help him uh, uh, record his music. And that's where he got, his, uh, he got signed on uh, to a record label. Um, the song itself is about a British man's encounter with a self-indulgent American woman. Uh, he actually worked with uh, 
a couple of David Boy collaborators on this album, uh, Carlos Alomar and Earl Slick, who've, who've done tons of work with David Boy. You can even tell in this song, at least I can, it, it has that Let's Dance era kind of sound to it. Uh, it came out you know, a couple of years after Let's Dance, and uh, even the vocals sound a little David Bowie-esque. So, uh, but great tune, nonetheless. Uh, and last in this segment, we heard from Tom Cochran out of Canada, and his song Life is a Highway, uh, which is a big hit for him uh, as a solo artist. Uh, many of you probably know this song from either his, his version or a couple of different com- country covers. It's from his 1991 album Madman World, which was his second solo LP. He's uh, also known as the lead man, singer, songwriter, main songwriter for the band Red Rider, uh, who you might know from the, the song back in the day, Lunatic Fringe. Uh, he worked, was in that band and, and served as the leader uh, there for about 10 years or a little over 10 years. Um, the song was originally called Love is a Highway instead of Life is a Highway. Uh, it was going to be a love song and it was going to be one of the a Red Rider song, uh, but it got shelved because uh, at the time they were recording uh, for their next album, they just, it wasn't finished and he didn't think it was usable at the time. So, like I say, it got shelved and then uh, along came uh, a trip that he took to Africa with a famine relief organization. Uh, and after that trip, uh, on a friend's advice, he decided to revisit the song, changed it, the lyrics around instead of Love is a Highway, Life is a Highway. Uh, and, and use that as kind of his emphasis for uh, uh, rewriting and reissuing the song. Uh, like I say, really his biggest hit, uh, aside from the Lunatic Fringe song uh, with Red Rider. Uh, there's been a couple of country covers by uh, a couple of folks, Chris Ledoux and Rascal Flatts, but as t- typically the case, the uh, original version stands on its own and uh, is really my favorite version of, of all those that I've heard. Uh, that's it for segment one. Let's uh, move right into segment two and something by TV on the radio called Happy Idiot.
Oh, yeah. You believe it? You better. Uh, you probably recognize that voice uh, if you know of the Pixies because that is, well, the gentleman goes by Charles Michael Kittredge Thompson IV, but his stage name is Black Francis, the leader of the Pixies. And uh, this is really uh, a solo LP, uh, which he goes by another alter ego named Frank Black. Um, out of, he's out of Oregon. Uh, the song is called Men in Black, and it's off his 1996 third solo LP called Cult of Ray. Um, he adopted the name Black Francis from the, uh, to use in the Pixies. Uh, supposedly, uh, it was a, a name that his father was saving in case he had a second son down the road. He was going to name him Black Francis, so he took that one on as his stage name. Um, the album title is a reference to author Ray Bradbury, who's a big sci-fi uh, writer, uh, Cult of Ray. Um, so, uh, again, uh, Frank Black, uh, great, great song, uh, immediately recognizable voice, and, uh, you know, had to throw something in there related to the Pixies. I'm a big Pixies fan, so, you know, uh, you knew we were going to hear that, said some, something like that at some point in time. Before that, we heard uh, a ballad, uh, threw one in there, called Still in Love by Justin Curry out of Scotland. It's off his first solo LP uh, back in 2007 called What is Love For? Um, he's known uh, more famously, I guess, as the founding member of the group Delamitri back in the 80s. They had a big hit, Roll to Me, uh, so, who some of you may, may know. Um, this song is really a, a you know, really a creepy thing about a serial polygamy and or a brutal, being brutally selfish uh, in his view of relationships uh, or, you know, uh, the uh, singer review of uh, view of relationships. Uh, as he says, you know, I'm in love with nothing but myself. Um, I actually saw, you know, ran into this tune. I used to watch this show called Live from Abbey Road, I think it was called, and they would have a different artist come in every week and, and play live in the Abbey Road Studios in London and record the session, and then, you know, it was on TV. And I caught an episode with Justin Curry, played this song, and I just, like, I, you know, fell in love, <laughs> in love with the song. Uh, really great tune, and uh, you know, uh, I, I still love it listening to it. Uh, it's really dark, but uh, uh, I like it. Uh, prior to that, we went to the 80s again, 1984, and a song called Anywhere With You by the group Rubber Rodeo out of Rhode Island. It's off their also debut LP, Scenic Views. Um, this is a really uh, wild uh, mix. Uh, type of a group here. Uh, they're, they're a new wave, but they have this country and western influence uh, in that when you, if you see them live or if you've ever seen the way they dress, uh, they, they gown up in vintage 50s country and western clothing, but like say they're, they're big new wave influence. Uh, they've been called a cross between like Gene Autry and Devo or like a country version of Blondie. Uh, they split up uh, shortly after, uh, in the late 80s, uh, after putting on, out some music, but, uh, you know, an interesting band, Rubber Rodeo. They had a couple of great hits, uh, big hits, but uh, nothing really uh, uh, that extended them any, for any long, long period of time. Uh, prior to that, back to 1965 again, Game of Love by Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders out of the UK, uh, off the 1965 album, their second LP of the same name, Game of Love. Uh, they also split up in 1965. The band, uh, Wayne left the band supposedly uh, in the middle of a concert, and uh, the rest of the band members decided to carry on uh, as just the Mindbenders as a trio, and had a little bit of a success here and there. Uh, nothing of any, uh, you know, nothing crazy, but uh, they continued on for a good while. Uh, Wayne Fontana founded the group in 1963, uh, and he took the name uh, Mindbenders from a, a UK film back in the 60s called The Mindbenders. So that's where the stage name comes from. Um, Wayne himself uh, 
goes by a different name, but his stage name, Wayne Fontana, is also uh, just that. He took uh, the name by taking John Wayne's last name and also Elvis's drummer, DJ Fontana, to come up with Wayne Fontana. So a little tidbit for you there. And starting off that segment, uh, we heard from TV on the radio out in New York City and their song, Happy Idiot, off their 2014 album, Seeds, which was their fifth LP. Uh, in this particular case, it just happened to be the first LP that they released after the death of their uh, bassist, Gerard Smith, from lung cancer. Back in the day, uh, um, a lot of the songs have a <clears throat> have that kind of a uh, death healing type of a, a tinge to them lyrically. Uh, it's, it's a really good album, but uh, like I say, um, a lot of the songs carry uh, a little depth to them because of, of uh, they were still uh, kind of grieving and, and writing to kind of get over the death of the uh, Gerard. So there you have it. Uh, that is segment two, and we've got one more segment for you. Let's get into it with a song by The Thermals.
And a great way to close out the show. It's segment three. Uh, song, great, great song by Silver Gun, sung Sun Pickups, uh, Nightlight. But let's go back to the beginning. We'll work our way back to that. Uh, we started off with a group called The Thermals out of Portland, Oregon. And their song, Now We Can See, off their album of the same title, their fourth LP from 2009, uh, they're known for songs about political and religious imagery, which this certainly fits into to that bill. Um, the songs from this particular album, now we can see, are written from a perspective of someone who's recently deceased and looking back on, you know, life as a whole. Um, the the leader of the band, Hutch Harris, who writes, I guess, most all the lyrics for for the songs. Uh, is really a talented lyricist, and, and you just listen to his songs, and they just suck you right in. Great, great band, uh, really high energy, and uh, I, I really like these guys. They're guys and gals uh, uh, in the band and as a band as a whole. Um, 1971 is where we went to next, and Tommy James, Les the Shondells, and Dragging the Line uh, out of New Jersey off of his second solo LP, Christian of the World. Um, where he's kind of getting into this open, open exploration of his Christian faith. Um, he'd written songs about his faith uh, when he was within the Shondells back in the day when they had a, tons of big hits, but they were uh, the lyrics were more obscure in order to make them palatable in the top 40. Uh, but then this one he kind of opens up and explores a little more. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, most famously known uh, as the leader of Tommy James and the Shondells, uh, who disbanded in 1970, and he immediately put out a couple of solo LPs. Um, this one in particular is, is notable because of the bass line that serves as the, the main instrument in the song. Uh, great tune by Tommy James. Uh, probably his biggest hit as a solo artist by far. After that, we had to throw in something by U2, of course, uh, by you know the, the guys from Ireland. Uh, who we're going to see later this evening. Uh, so wanted to get that, fit that in the show, uh, but didn't want to play something too, uh, you, know, you know, one of the big, big hits that everybody's heard. So I dove back a little bit and came up with the song Walk On off their 2000 LP, All That You Can't Leave Behind, which was their 10th their LP. It was actually written, uh, Bono wrote the lyrics, wrote the lyrics about uh, a Burmese uh, academic named I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, but Aung San Suu Kyi, who was uh, at the time the chairman of the National League for Democracy in Burma uh, and was put under house arrest from 1989 to 2010 for her uh, pro-democratic activities. Um, the album title, uh, All That You Can't Leave Behind, is also taken from the lyrics of this song. Uh, if you listen to towards the end of the song, uh, the the lyrics all that you can't leave behind come up in the in the song. Um, so there you have it. Got our YouTube fix uh, getting ready for tonight. And then lastly, um, song by Silver Sun Pickups out of L.A., uh, big part of the Silver Lake music scene. Uh, it's called Nightlight off their 2015 album Better Nature, which was their fourth LP. They're known for uh, their sonic sound, which that's a you know, right there. You can you can hear it. They're, I really love this band. I, I, they put out a lot a lot of great music. Saw them at Coachella, seen them you know um, on video and on and live otherwise. And, and they're just a great. If you don't know Silver Sun Pickups, you should really check them out and listen to them because they they have a lot of great music and uh, just a great band. Um, support the local LA music scene. Um, their group name it was supposedly taken from uh, the Silver Sun Liquor Store, which is located across the street from Silver Lake Lounge, where they played quite often in their early years. Uh, one of the band's friends would go to the, the, the liquor store late at night to make what they called a Silver Sun, Silver Sun pickup. Uh, pickup at the liquor store. Get it? Uh -huh. All right. That's where they got their name, supposedly. Um, this album was their first on their own label called New Machine. And it's also uh, the first album that they put together uh, using support by uh, uh, 
a I don't know a campaign pledge campaign a pledge genius or something of that sort similar to Kickstarter I think they're now defunct but they they at the time uh, they they use that platform to raise funds to to put the album together so there you have it Silver Sun pickups check them out and let's close out this episode That's a wrap for Random Song Encounters for this week. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode 13, lucky episode 13, Viva Las Vegas. Uh, We'll be back in our usual SoCal Desert Control Center next week to bring you more random musical interludes and commentary. As usual, uh, can't miss a beat, you know. And until then, remember, share the good stuff. And enjoy the rest of your week. Till next week, bye for now.